many people get like offended about, um, you know, someone disliking something yeah. or whatever. And to me, it's all about like I want to yeah. know that because it gives me a better idea of what you do well, like. Here's the thing too: is okay, Sally may like this, John may like that, and fucking art, you know, art may like that, and I may not like any of those. I may want this one only. Exactly. You know, so I get it completely. Everybody's got their own you know, flavor and preference of what weed is and what they're going to like and enjoy. I'm very picky when I go into places, but somewhere like you, it, it's, it's hard to be picky in too because you usually have a lot of good shit. Yeah, for sure. Well, I, you know, I, I, I'll never know what you truly like if I don't know what you dislike yeah. as well. You know, it's just like, if you really don't like this one thing, well, now I know... Yeah. Well, for me, I gotta be careful with weeds because my vertigo's so fucked up. So right. If I smoke certain sativas or certain weeds that are real strong, mm -hmm. they give you that more like drunky buzz high. Mm -hmm. And I'll be spinning real hard and I'll be laying on the floor sleeping for a day. For sure. Trying to recover. But other than that, I, I can usually do pretty good, you know? Here's a good one to try. Or I got a couple good ones. These are um, Irene crossed with Skittles. And then that crossed with um, cookies. Oh, so, but it's got potential Irene lineage in it. Oh, I mean, it, it has the it has the Brew Boys cut of Irene in it. Potentially has OG lineage from Bag Seeds you or your other friend produced. I think this one might be a little bit nicer. I mean, it's pretty sticky. see that you know it's a pretty good hang time on this one that's amazing <laughs> hey, i've been know. doing this on a lot of the videos we've been making to see what the hang time is yeah this is this one probably just won the hang time challenge that was probably a good 15 20 seconds um try this one out that one's got a cushy thing to it i guess that's good I think you might like that one. You know, James is still growing um, the Irene 4 or the Irene 1, whichever, or, or the Rude Boy. Rude oh, Boy. yeah, yeah, from the, the shop. Rude Boy 1 from the shop. Whichever you gave me the cut of, I gave it to him. Yeah. He's still growing that weed out. It's some good weed. It. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. Everybody loves it on the, on the joint smoke grill. Yeah. Can't beat that. You may have to do that part. Okay, that's all good. Um, Just let you break it up so you know. That's how you get the good smell, right? Yeah. But yeah, man, I mean, it's uh it's good to reminisce about all this old school shit. And just uh oh, so with the Cali Kush seeds when you sold all those seeds, um you sold some to Gypsy and those ended up on Seeds Direct and his uh seed bay website yeah, right it's gypsy nirvana site and this ebay yeah, and, and you also went on heaven stairway and or you sold some to heaven stairway but they probably only ended up on sea bay right yeah. the, the auction part and then you sold them to dr chronic so all og all of dr chronic from canada's ogs ones were all your bubba and og s ones s ones yeah. and progeny of yeah. anywhere else that you distributed those seeds are they heavily got distributed through from 
or two. Just John and his John shenanigans. And the, the people through the San Fernando Valley, just friends. Like I had a friend who ran a club called Kush, and I gave him a bunch of seeds and plants and all that. And it was Aaron. He runs a spot now out in uh, near um, Arizona that he's setting up like a strip mall and stuff. Mm. So sticky as hell, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I think I put too much in. <laughs> and um, yeah, I'm trying to think of anything else that, you know, I wish we had like a little fucking chat to tell us, you know, what questions they want to ask you. But I think we covered a lot of the, a lot of it, you know. Yeah. So, and I'm sure you know you're up here now too. So if we think of it, and I'll have you come down and do, you know, strain reviews and samples shit with us, and come to these, you know little things and you know just check it out seems like ancient history but it's only 20 years ago really you know you know 20 years is, is a good amount of time but it, when you think about like look we're sitting in a building with like a fucking weed event happening with my dispensary next door we got all kinds of new weed in front of us wow. and 20 years ago we were like scraping for new cuts i was i was meeting i was driving Five hours in like an old Subaru or some shit with a box of jars to meet up with you and John hoping I can like get cool with you guys so I can get some cuts you know yeah. it's like that's a pretty big change you know and, and not just with me but just with the public perception well, too just even just meeting you back then and then seeing everything of today it's like from what it started out as like what you're saying just getting those jars of weed and just trying to make new connections and friends all over to find weed to now to where there's stores everywhere and you can walk in and buy weed anywhere where we were like dying hunting it down trying just to find the connection to be able to get weed from but here's what i can say that has changed drastically is we used to go hunt this weed out right and when you did find it it finally was the chronic you're looking for it was typically some motherfucking chronic right oh yeah it didn't matter what the strain, none of that. Someone cared enough to grow it well. And like nowadays, I th uh, you can go to a hundred rec shops and not find a good bat. There will be more choices than you could imagine and still never find a bag that's as memorable as, as what people I, were doing. And partially just because think, of the freshness. But. I don't think that we'll ever find weed in the stores that were found out on the streets like that due to the fact that the people that were growing it were a couple light growers, 10 light growers, five light growers. They're not growing hundreds and hundreds of lights. And the nutrients and things like that back then were different. People were you know, using better quality nutrients too at points because maybe they were using their homemade teas, making their garden. Mm -hmm. or, That's what we still do. Um, we still make compost teas and do all that. Even like, I noticed like when I bought my nutrients from one year to the next year, the quality of the nutrients had changed. And mm -hmm. I watched, I don't know if you know of them, they're the uh, SVA, SVB yep. nutrients. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, before I moved up here the very first time to live, in Washington for that trip, mm -hmm. um, I um, bought A and B and I was running on my garden and I, I kept getting clones from everybody because I was tripping out because about the third weekend all my plants were hurting and I'm like, I don't know what's going on. I cut out all the nutrients eventually, even all the, all the like little side nutrients, the 
additives. Additives and yeah. everything. I was gonna say like B1 and all that stuff like that. I cut them off, Thrive Alive, anything like that. You mm -hmm. know? Well, um, at this point, I, I'm like, I don't know what's going on and all my plants keep hurting me. So I shut down and I moved up here. Well, when I moved back from up here, one of my good friends, he was growing, he's like, dude, I don't know what's going on and all my houses, I keep having problems. All my plants are hurting out. All my plants are hurting out. And when I was up here, I had learned to, in my garage, I had that SBA, SVB, I had brought it. Mm -hmm. And I had also got some other um, nutrient, which was the Thrive or um, what's it called? What's the company called? The kind or whatever it's, you know, Botanicare. Mm -hmm. And the tables that I used, the, um, the, the SVA, SVB on, they hurt. Mm. And all the other tables, because I didn't have enough for but I used the other food on the same plants. That's fine. Herb, they were fine. So when I asked this kid what was going on, he told me the nutrients that he was using. Mm -hmm. It hit me like, you know, three, three, four days later, and I called him and I told him, you, you know, you're using SVA, SVB, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, pull it out, change it to something else right now, just stop using it. Yeah. And, and do something else. Hmm. And that shit, we were using for years. Every OG grower in the valley that was yeah yeah commercial was yeah. their fucking food was at SBA SVB yeah even Josh D all of them they, that was what they ran yeah and then uh, after that I couldn't believe that the nutrient had been changed so many times by them and stuff pulled in and out they split up their company two of the guys went different ways and they made another nutrient called Bigfoot for a while and it failed and it was by the other partner. But that food started, that, that food destroyed, you know, lives and shit. A lot of growers got screwed over and ru ruined their gardens not knowing. Yeah. It hurt a lot of people. For sure. And it was... Well, like, I mean, you remember, like, the purple Lumatech ballast? Yeah, I remember them. Say the, the, the fucking house torture? <laughs> Old fire starter? Fire starters, yeah. And they just shut down and went out of business. Sorry, little, she all there. Yeah, little Lincoln logs. <laughs> Fuck it. Jesus. Yeah, I mean, there's been some bad products. But, you know, people are looking for quick money. Yeah. Look at advanced nutrients. Yeah, oh my God, <laughs> that's such a joke. But nowadays, okay, for say you got nutrients here. Yeah. And you ran your garden off of it. And the nutrient caused your garden to fail. It was bad. Like, mm. hot, like oh, what was the company that, that had the bad salt? They, they had the salts that came out. They were real famous. Veg, veg A and B or whatever. Oh, Veg Plus Bloom? Yeah, Veg Plus Bloom. I heard that they had sold someone a set of nutrients that fried their gardens that were hot. And yeah. they got sued over it. I don't know if they won or lost, whatever. Do you guys have any coverage like that on your gardening or no? No, not really. I mean, it's you just, could sit there and try and get litigious, but you're going to spend more money getting an attorney in a court to hear your case than you're going to be able to get back. Yeah, and even in like you could have just spent that money like trying to grow better and fix the problem instead of like trying to blame someone else and hope you get a payday for it. I mean, one thing if they like wronged you directly and sold you like a hundred thousand dollars worth of nutrients, another thing it fries your shit. Well, use it right, test it on a small. Who level. knows if it was them or you or this or yeah. that? But at the end of the day, it's up to you to correct it. 
and just trying to prove to a court that it was you or them or this or that. It's like, dude, you're going to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars to get what? Maybe paid for the weed that you should have grown. grown yeah. You're still not getting paid for it today either way. So it's like, how's it going to help you? It's not. It's just going to cost you money until you hopefully get paid for that two years from now when your lawsuit goes through. Not really a good plan. Which is like Seed Junkie with his whole fucking cookies lawsuit right now or whatever okay, they're yeah. doing. You know, it's like, yeah, I just didn't understand all, you know, all this on that side of it. It's like crazy seeing all this different stuff, how it's going on. Well, yeah. I think it's a lot of desperate businesses. Then I also was telling all these people in the very beginning, hey, how are you going to call yourself, you know, Zebra Stripes or Girl Scout Cookie or this or that? Um, what's the other one that was that they were called? Runs. Runs. Like, well, no, that, that, that runs. Yeah, runs. Any of those, like, like the candy days, all these people, all the companies started suing them. Oh, yeah, you Skittles? Know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, hey, what the hell are you guys thinking? Yeah, well, it's, it's like, <laughs> it's not only do they, like, kind of rip off the brand name, but they, like, make their logo look exactly like the candy box. And yes. it's like, dude. You probably could have got away with this if you just didn't rip off their logo. Yeah. Yeah, it trips me out when I see all that shit all the time, all the logos from that. Yeah, the copycat. Transformers, copycat, genetics, dude. Yeah, dude, that, I mean, I was talking to Shane about this, and it's like, man, 20 years ago, you wouldn't be caught dead being a poser. When did being like a poser become popular? Like, kids are just posers now. And being a poser, they, like, they'll even walk up to you with a straight face and be a poser and try to, like, act like you should respect them for it. It's like, I copy your shit and I, <laughs> and I dick ride you. You should respect me. It's like, I'm making dude, we used to be ashamed if you even, like, if my shit was even kind of <clears throat> similar to yours, I'd, like, go home and change my shoes so I fucking didn't look like a poser. It was, like, shame to have no originality. It's like now it's now it's like being an originality dick rider is just the is the mo. It's weird. Yeah, the world has really changed though. The social media side of it's made it where people are so infatuated with being popular, so they'll do whatever anybody else is doing. Then they are because being an individual makes you stand out, and then for some reason, standing out is. You're not you're not part of the cool kids club or some shit. Super super weird. Well, I never. This is all crazy too. Is like to me, it's like what you're saying. Is even seeing today, like because of like oh, fans only or whatever the yeah. these, these different pages are that you can pay to these see these kids and these kids that are like rappers nowadays that are young, like 16, 15, and they're like just. Clocking dollars, buying houses and shit. Like the girl that pulled off uh, uh, Phil on the, what's his name? Phil. Uh, Doctor Phil. Doctor Phil. Yes. There we go. Yeah. Sorry. Doctor Phil. That little girl. Now she's. Oh 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 yeah yeah. You know Catch me outside. Chick. Catch me outside. Yeah chick. yeah. You know. <laughs> I see that. Then right. all these other kids and they're just like bawling out of control. It's like totally. the internet has changed the world completely. Of, Every product, every things, what's valuable. Like, think about it, concert tickets. We used to stand oh. in line. 
sleep overnight outside to get that ticket today, they're like, pay $5,000 and get it online. Exactly. <laughs> or you can, like, try to beat bots at, like, pushing by faster than the bots do. Yeah. You know? You, it's, it's crazy. You, it was a competition amongst humans back then, not a competition amongst computer programmers or whatever, yeah, whoever's, whoever, I don't even know who's getting the tickets. They don't, they don't know the hardness of anything of what we went through back then. Well, some. everything's a hustle. It's not about loving something or being there because you enjoy it Weed's just or being dedicated. Yeah, exactly. Weed's always legal. No, you know, we went yeah. to jail for this shit. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I think a lot of people don't realize to, for all of us to be able to enjoy a lot of the stuff we have today what other people sacrificed at one point in time to have that and and all this dick riding and this posing and and being disrespectful to people that made it possible to even make a lot of these genetics and not trying to give them something back has has lost the pro we've lost a lot of the progress because nobody does that anymore no one's trying to push the next generation forward they're just trying to take what someone else did yeah. And turn a dollar off of it. Like right? Aaron and fucking what's his face? Um, Crockett tried to say in the High Times magazine that they created Banana Kush. Right. That they used to, because I wasn't off the scene, you know? Yeah. So all of a sudden, someone else, you know, this person's claiming it, that person's claiming it, this person's claiming it. Even when I talked to the Golden State Banana guys at first and the Banana Man, they were all trying to say, oh, this is our cut, we got it, it's from us. Yeah. And I'm like, no, where did it come from originally? We're, you know, and they don't even know. And, yeah, they didn't have any clue. Yeah. And then I met with them and talked to them, and they were like, oh, wow, and they were nice to me and everything. Cool. Well, and then, then if I go that. bring the Banana OG cut and we show them and they go, oh, well, this is Banana OG. Yeah. Yeah. It's just funny to see that, you know, like you say, these people that are just into the game that have money, that got in on the businesses, just want to take the fame off of it. Yeah. All the young kids that and contribute nothing to it. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing, what they don't realize though, is that like all the value is in the contribution. Like because think how much you would have made had you just been the banana OG guy for all right. those years, yeah. right? <laughs> there wouldn't be another one, right? But the thing is, that market never would have existed had you not done that work. All these guys have you to thank for their market even existing because a banana flavor of cannabis as a product that was desirable didn't exist. No one knew, no one was out there like when OG and Bubble were going off hard, like, well, what's up with the banana strain? No one has a banana strain, I'm looking for one. I'll pay you extra for that. No, it's like you just happened to make a hybrid that created this entire new brand of yeah. cannabis, being banana branded weed and banana flavored weed. And I don't know of any other banana strains that other people have produced that don't have banana in them. The pure banana OG lineage in them. Yeah. Because like you said, when you did that work on that, you could find that Dutch fruity, you know, banana, yeah. pineapple, C99, all those type of smells, which is kind of the banana OG smell. But you not only had to do the work to hunt through what are what were essentially freebie seeds, the, the, those 6040s were also seeds that Gypsy was selling as freebies 
with packs. When you ordered packs yeah. from Seeds Direct, he'd give you like three free three Sacramento Martha sixty forty seeds. So like you went through the trouble of taking what were essentially the lowest value seeds in the market at the time, hunted through it and found something unique, but wasn't viable on its own. Then had to cross it to something like OG to yeah. get the potency out of it. And now it's actually a, a product that can be marketed and sold. You know, it's like that didn't exist before. There was only OG and banana before. That was it. Yeah. And the banana only existed basically because whatever they were breeding with and whatever you were willing to hunt through. And that's pretty much how every strain, like you said, before there were all the strains, it was just weed. KGV, yeah. Green Bud, Canadian. There wasn't a whole lot of strain names until someone created a market for it. And now every every type of weed is pretty much sold with a brand name. Yeah, being yeah. a being a strain name being the brand name. Yeah, and in the very beginning I believe like we would have heard like Thai and Skunk and Panama Red, just at the very you know But those were always just describing where it came from, you know, for the yeah. most part early on, right? Yeah, but the, the skunk we was you know, it was Well that was different, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then the uh, blueberry that I got way back in the day that I would pay, you know, I was mm -hmm. outrageous price for, you know, like 600 an ounce and shit like that. Mm -hmm. But it tasted like blueberry pancakes, yeah. you know? And today you can't even find that. You can't. I haven't seen it where it's like really that tasty. Yeah. It's not like it was back mm -hmm. then. Or no. the bubble gum, the real original bubble gum that tasted like pink bubble gum out of, you know, mm -hmm. Bazooka Joe. Yeah. I don't see that no more either, that yeah. strong one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it just, it takes someone popping seeds. It can, like I'm saying, it can come out of the freebie seeds from Gypsy Nirvana, or it can be some shit you just spent the last 10 years working on. Yeah. That can be the next strain. Next strain that has a significant impact but but that'll never happen if you're not popping seeds no, no right you gotta consistently pop seeds and it's to me if you're popping seeds even if you're popping the one seed or two seeds you found in a bag you may get lucky and find something it's not you know not not gonna happen it can't happen but when these people are buying 10 packs online of seeds they have a lot less chance of finding something in that 10 pack than when I was buying seeds and I would buy 10 or 20 or 30 of the same 10 pack every time on every pack of seeds because I wanted to be able to find the best, you know, uh, variety selection in them to pick the best plant. Representation. Representation. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, what I found also, like when you pop more seeds and you put the extra effort into it, um, it becomes much more apparent what to keep. Yeah. Right? Because, like, when you only pop 10, you, you got know. three or four of those, like, middle range, better ones where you're like, man, they're they're so good. I, I, I should give them another round. Like, they, maybe they're just better. I, maybe I didn't grow it this good. But when you have, like, 200 to pick from, you could actually make you, those three or four that you were, like, waffling over, maybe are, you're like, that's like middle of the road crap. There's these three, though that everything else is completely useless now. Yeah. And that, that's been my experience, is the more that's I pop, it, that's what I it makes my selection easier because it, the, the best things 
stand out that much more. Yeah, I respect that a lot, you know, yeah. because when I, when I first started Honey Seeds, I was like, man, I don't believe that if a plant could produce all these seeds that you're going to get the best representation out of the 10 that you bought in the pack, unless you, you may get lucky with that one pack, but I felt that I needed to buy, you know, 10, 20, 30 packs of them so that I could find the best one so if I was going to breed with it or use it as a keeper for something I wanted to keep, I could throw away, like what you said, every other one and just keep the one or two and go through it a couple of times and then keep it or destroy it. It's actually cheaper to do it that way. Because it's like, sure, you spend a, li a little bit more in the upfront cost, but I know I either found something really good that well, I can use and make money with, or it's all trash, yeah. right? I don't have yes. to waste my time, right? If, if, if you're only popping 10 of everything and you're just trying to love every plant because yeah. it's all you've got of it, all you end up doing is spending too much time focusing on plants that aren't really what you're looking for. They're good, they're close, they might need a little bit more work or breeding to get where they want, but they, they weren't really what you were looking for. But I think that's where too a lot of bad cannabis came into a lot of these stores, is that these people bought packs of seeds, mm -hmm. threw some out in their grows, thought they found the best representation of the plant of what they purchased, yeah and then go okay well i got this guava strawberry fucking sherbet here and this is it but you bought 300 of them and you found one it reeks like this it should and this guy smells like you know just like a male plant basically you know how that <laughs> bud smells like yeah this. and he thinks he's got the shit now he wants to put it on the shelves and sell it as that now people that go into his store and buy this are like, wow, this weed's terrible. Yeah. And then they end up, someone else bought it. Yeah, it misrepresents yeah. that someone else bought some from your store and they show them this and go, oh, wow, this is completely different than what I tried over there. Yeah. But they didn't do any hunt, you know? So that's where I look at weed is that it has to be hunted and searched through because there's tons of plants. And it's like taking a weed whacker. You can go out and mow all that shit down if it's fucking crap. Yeah. You know, and that's how I see it. That's how I don't want to release anything or do anything that goes out to the public that I can't put my name on. Mm -hmm. That's behind it that I can say, hey, I'm going to fucking smoke this. Well, and you can only really do that with testing, yeah. right? Just, you, I made the seeds. Shouldn't I be the one growing, growing them? them <laughs> hitting it first. Unfortunately, it that's first. like not really what any, the vast majority of the seed companies, no one is really growing their own seeds. They just make. They have a room, they make seeds every round, and they sell them every round. And that's why they rele release five or ten new hybrid lines a year. I mean, all these Dutch seed companies promoting auto flower seeds. I find it funny, like, okay, you remember when we first started buying seeds, or you were even before me, but, um, you know, it was all male-female seeds. Yeah. And then we first started, and, and the Dutch hated that because they knew we could, like, copy it make our own yeah. you know so they're like fuck how can we like stop people from like taking this away from us even though we're just like copying all of each other <laughs> you know because they were all nl5 skunk one seeds <laughs> all nl5 skunk one haze hybrids of yeah. all different kinds that's all anybody has and i remember the other one what was it the uh, what was his name durban poison connell clark no skunk it was... Sam. 
remember it's an old nasty ass weed bro it was horrible <laughs> not worth mentioning <laughs> no not really <laughs> but, but it was popular yeah but it was all that type of stuff, stuff you know then, yeah. and um fuck what was i gonna say i forgot sorry no you're all good um <laughs> uh when we started getting um like all everything was like that dutch fucking we flavor talking about crossing and stuff when we were purchasing seeds from out of the country yeah yeah fuck, what were we talking about though? anyways it doesn't really matter point is just that uh everything is so much more um you have a definitely a much more diverse range of products or seed varieties you can buy nowadays. Oh yeah. But people have put less energy into selecting through each plant. Yeah. You know, so you just it's like shotgun approach. You just got no idea what is coming out. Yeah, it's just like okay, I got this pack. I don't know what's in it, but I'm gonna grow it. That's what it seems to be. I mean, there doesn't seem to be very much. Um, intent on trying to make sure that what they're working with is authentic which i think that's why we're that's why we're here right now doing this right yeah. is to try to provide authentic information that helps people describe potentially where or what their plants are and then how that can be integrated into either breeding or just just consuming it and just knowing that you that what you have is accurate and you have a, a good understanding of like what people are talking about because when we're all talking about weed it's like because we both know the same og cut we if i say it tastes like og you know exactly what i'm talking about oh yeah i don't need to no. go any deeper than that <laughs> and so it's one of those things where you know, just trying to help people understand and having events or where people can experience it and you can kind of show people what shit was like 20 years ago before everything just became completely all hybridized with each other. And there's not a much distinct herb out there anymore. You know? No. This is a lot of just like, came just the same gelatos or same sherbets and everything like that with the cookie stuff for a while mm -hmm. and then it started all tasting the same yeah and so we're just kind of on like a feedback loop <laughs> it's well, just yeah. like well, we want more purple and gelato okay well let's breed more purple and gelato with more purple and gelato and then you get more purple and gelato and the, every, the more times you cycle and recycle the more similar it gets but the funny thing recently is I've had, had people calling me from California asking me for the original OG cut back. Yeah. Know, because they had cut it out of their gardens and all that. And no one was growing it out there for mm -hmm. a long time. Yeah. But now they want to start growing it again and reselling it in California. That's becoming popular again down there. Yeah. I mean, hopefully, you know. Yeah. 